Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I have access to information that the public doesn't. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Wow. It shouldn't take this long. Take this, this is long. terrible. This is awful. I would rather I have access to information. Hello. This is the Weekend Recap Rewind with Dave DeFore and Keith Parrish. I like that idea. I like that idea. Forget about it. Weekend Recap Daily Ding. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Weekend Recap. I like that idea. On the Athletic Podcast Network. Rewind whatever. I like that idea. It did the same thing to me that is intended to do to the world. Weekend Update Edition on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish. Coming up, it was Dame time in L.A. Somebody needs to break up the Utah Jazz, probably Danny Ainge. And our stars of the weekend. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Damian Lillard dropped 41 points, including a massive Late game, go-ahead three. But Jeremy Grant got the game winner to lift the Blazers over the Lakers and move them to 3-0 and on the season. 106-104, the Blazers beat the Lakers in L.A. This made it back-to-back 41-point games for Dame as he dropped the same number on Phoenix in Portland's home opening win Friday night. Keith, that's not a bad weekend for Dame. Not a bad weekend for Dame. Not a bad weekend for the Portland Trailblazers. They are cooking like the secret. There's a lot to talk about. Sorry, this Lakers game was ridiculous. The finish of it was, I think, safe to say hilarious. It was riveting and also had very many funny parts. But I was just going to say, one of the secrets of success for this Trailblazer season so far is a unsung hero I did not expect. It's Justice Winslow playing a lot of minutes. I didn't know who's going to be key. I didn't hear anything about Justice Winslow in any Portland Trailblazers previews. Maybe that's my fault for not hearing those that mentioned him. But, like, Justice Winslow's playing big minutes for this team? But, no, yeah, Trailblazers fans are ecstatic the way their year's going. Just a big win for for the whole team. And the end of this game, you mentioned, kind of wild. So, Anthony Simons hits a leaning layup over Anthony Davis with about 36 seconds left. And and that cut the Lakers' lead to 102-101. Now, the Blazers, to come back and, and win this game, they went on an 11-2 run. I mean, the Lakers had a really nice lead that they had, they'd come back. Portland looked like they were going to dominate this game. Lakers fought back, had a really nice third quarter, and, and, and had built a nice lead in the fourth. And then the defense just fell apart for them, Keith, after looking great the entire game. 
it was so odd because the rhythm of this game, it's an early afternoon Sunday game, and it's the only NBA game going on, and everyone's watching the Lakers and getting their jokes off because the Lakers are struggling to shoot once again. They're historically terrible at shooting three-pointers. LeBron James comically commented on it after the first games, like, we're, you know, we're bad at shooting. It's like, we really could use some more shooters. It's like, everyone, yeah, I heard that in the Lakers preview. Uh, like, that was known. It was a known quantity. But like you said, their defense was good in this game. The defense has been good in all their games. Actually, they just can't make any shots, and they keep shooting all these three-pointers. So like you said, the Trailblazers got up early, but then all of a sudden, the tide turned, and we're getting the jokes off like, oh, same old Lakers. They really can't shoot. It's like, But they're in this. LeBron's playing awesome now. Yeah, so the Lakers wound up going 6-for-33 from three for the game. And in spite <laughs> of that, they did have a nice lead until about a minute and 53 seconds left. And so fast forward into the game, Anthony Simons hit this, hits this layup over Anthony Davis. So the Lakers are up one. Russell Westbrook, I, I'm not sure exactly what was going through his head. So he's in transition and he just pulls up from 15 feet, Keith. And there's about 20 seconds left on the clock. And he was going two for one, Dave. But they were winning, uh, which is not what you're supposed to do. The little cheat sheet, the analytics cheat sheet says, do not go for two for one when you're winning at the end of the basketball game. I mean, Nurkic baited him into the shot, and that the Trailblazers were putting Nurkic, who like Nurkic. Disrespectful all day long. Lots of disrespectful stuff. Turned his back to Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, shoot the three. And, and Anthony Davis hit the side of the backboard. Nurkic, they had matched up Nurkic on Westbrook to be like, just leave him. You just rove, just stand in the paint, put one foot in the paint, pick it up every three seconds, you know, and and just let Westbrook do his thing. But in this game situation, the lack of awareness, and like, I'm sensitive to the fact that like Westbrook has become maybe too big of a punching bag for everybody. Like, he's an all-time great player, but then you see this, this complete disregard for the game situation, and he jacks up this jumper, this mid-range jumper that they're allowing him to take with 30 seconds left, giving the Blazers a chance to get the ball back. No, it was, I don't know, it's rough. So as the Blazers, uh, as the Blazers are dribbling up court, Yusuf Nurkic is called for an illegal screen on Patrick yeah. Beverly. And then the Blazers smartly challenged because, I mean, you know, like this was like the Chris Paul flop thing. I mean, there's barely any contact. He's in the spot that he's allowed to be in. He's there early. The only thing you can get him for is using his hands, but the, the truth is he's kind of protecting his body. He wasn't really a push. I am I am sympathetic to Lakers fans who feel like the hands were not like appropriately placed. But this situation, you know, I I like I like the rules. I like officiating, and I find it very interesting in the way the rules are applied and written. And this was just an all-time, for me, great moment of, like, Patrick Beverly flops into the screen. Like, players do it all the time. You, if, you, if you feel pressure behind you, go down. You'll probably get a whistle. Um, and in this big situation, it was a game-saving slash game-winning challenge by Chauncey Billups. But then to go to the replay review and to be like, that is a gigantic flop. Like, that is... One of the more egregious flops you'll see, but there was in fact contact and the Nurkic placement of the hands. For me, this was one of those like that looks like a legal play to me, or like a, that's a play on that's a, it's you know incidental contact. But I was worried about the Nurkic hand placement. It wasn't perfect. What would they call when Ed Malloy goes to that monitor and he and he's staring at it? It's broadcast on TV and he's like, yeah, it was legal position, uh, you know, incidental contact. 
And then Beverly takes a dive. After replay review, the challenge is successful. Nurkic was in a legal screening position, and Beverly took a dive. So it's considered an inadvertent whistle. When Ed Malloy said that he took a dive, that was it was a great moment for officiating everywhere. Uh, it was a, a classic all-time moment. Again, I'm sorry, Lakers fans, you had to go out that way. But score one for the challenge system. Score one for the referees. After uh, so after the successful challenge by the Blazers, the Blazers run a play for who else? Damian Lillard. He gets the Game ball, time. isolates, dribbles down, step back, and hits a huge three. To put him up too, and and we all were like tapping our wrists, right? It was Dame time. Yeah, it was all it was awesome to see. Um, one of those things like in their first game of the year, Dame Lillard did not have a great game. And my thought was like, oh, he's rusty. Will we ever see? Maybe it's just maybe it's too fatalistic. I was like, have we seen the last of Dame time? But then these last two games, he's been vintage MVP level Dame Lillard. Uh, always always a joy to see that. And look, the hits just kept on coming at the end of this game. The comedy next possession. It was hilarious. (laughs) Somehow, once again, LeBron James winds up on the wing with Yusuf Nurkic in an isolation. And this was a problem for the Blazers. The entire run that the Lakers went on where, where their offense looked functional. They got switches with LeBron on Nurkic. And, uh, this one went about as well as the other ones. He walked to a layup. Nurkic at his peak of athletic prowess in the prime of his youth, could not have guarded LeBron James that close to he He manned up to him, bodied up to him at midcourt. And, like, then he turns around, like, he looks backwards to be like, I, I've, I just realized, guys, I'm, I'm definitely not supposed to be right here. And when he turns his head, like, LeBron just strolls in for one of the easiest dunks he'll ever get. The good news is they allowed him to score so fast, there's seven seconds left. And, you know, the Blazers have Damian Lillard. So, of course, the play goes to Jeremy Grant, who drives and scores the game-winning shot with about three seconds left. The the, the Lakers didn't really have a, a good look at the other yeah, end. Out and of timeouts, nothing to do. This, yeah, was, it w- this was a tough loss, and I thought that the Lakers, you know, this is another game kind of like that Clippers game where you could make arguments that they outplayed the other team. The, out, the other team just outshot them, and, and this is going to be a problem for them all year unless they can find some shooting. This is a brutal loss for the Lakers. I mean... You essentially wasted an unbelievably good Anthony Davis game. You wasted an awesome LeBron James game. And, like, you can't give those away, I don't think. They're not good enough. And you know the shooting isn't good enough. Eventually, they will raise that shooting percentage to maybe 32% from three. But it's never going to be good enough. And to waste these type of games and to blow it like you did at the end of the game, it's those are hard to come back from. And like you said, they, they played really well against the Clippers. And to find themselves 0-3, uh, to have their fans go on tankathon.com and see their pick going to the Pelicans. And it's Victor Wimbenyama because they have the worst record in the NBA. No, it's a, it's a brutal, brutal weekend for the Lakers. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Dealer. Keith, have you ever seen live jazz in New Orleans? You, you, you're a music guy. Yeah, I have. You, you have? Actually, yeah. 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 What Some about of Utah? The, you ever seen well, any live jazz I, in Utah? I've never been to Utah. I, it's on the list. I have okay. maybe All-Star Game this year. Um, I haven't been to Utah. Yeah, some of the jazz bands, sometimes they have these really funky-looking, uh, tall, uh, gangly White guys playing bass with long hair and kind of like a little goatee, um, kind of looking like a Kelly Olynyk. Sometimes you, you might see a guy looking like that, slapping little, the funky bass. A little on the nose there. Well, after winning the Rudy <laughs> Gobert Bowl against Minnesota on Friday, the Jazz were live in New Orleans for a battle of unbeatens. And thanks to the heroics of one Kelly Olynyk, they steal an overtime win to conclude a game that Keith I thought was going to put me in the hospital. This game was electric down the stretch. C.J. McCollum was absolutely absurd, but I got to start with Lowry Markinen, who has received the Eurobasket bump and just taken it to the next level. He looks like a freaking star. I don't know what to make of this Jazz team. No one does. Um, We all assumed when they traded away Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they were positioning themselves for not winning. But a lot of people spelled out, and I would like to say I was one of them, they still have a lot of NBA talent. They're one through 10. They're not like, it's not the bottom of the barrel. They're all guys who can have roles on, on decent teams. And you saw it. Like, Markin was great in this game. Mike Conley is still a good player. Kelly Olynyk has been in a wasteland. He was a walking trade, like matching trade salary for the Heat for a while. He ends up lost on the Pistons. He's not a part of their future plans. So he ends up with this opportunity on the Jazz to play the meaningful minutes and he really came through i mean jordan clarkson had a great weekend i mean just them winning the gobert bowl which we're just gonna blow by that they beat the timberwolves an unbelievable win for them they've taken out the nuggets and the timberwolves and then to face off with the pelicans who look like the hot team of the year with how strong they've been in the first couple games you by the way you said they stole this game they honestly, they almost lost it. They like almost they did. Were, they were winning this whole game, and then you give credit to, to the Pelicans. They found something they put in there. Jose Alvarado was in. Uh, Trey Murphy came in. They had Larry Nance in there. Zion left with an injury. Uh, Jonas, but Jonas was out. But, like, they went with their bench guys. They got him back in the game, and it looked like they were going to win it. But then, of course, the heroics of one Kelly Olenek. Yeah, at one point, the, 
at one point the Jazz led by 17. And then uh, New Orleans went on a 25-5 to run. Um, and you, you mentioned Trey Murphy being out there. But also, C.J. McCollum was just so good down the stretch. His two-man game with Larry Nance was a lot of fun. And, and Zion got hurt. He, had, he took a big fall. But this is after the Pelicans had already lost Brandon Ingram, who left the game with concussion-like symptoms, and, and hopefully he's okay. But, you know, Zion sat down the entire stretch. And, you know, I'm watching this game, Keith, and I'm thinking, wait, is he going to get back in? Because we had not gotten right. an injury uh, announcement. But the lineup that was out there was performing extremely well offensively against the Jazz, but had started to slow just a bit. And, and then they went to that C.J. McCollum isolation game. And he was just, it was mid-ranger. It was three. It, he was getting to the basket. He was scoring at three levels for them. And this is the thing that this team was was missing, what they were looking for. And, and post-trade, man, I mean, this is what they envisioned for them. Yeah, I mean, I think this Pelicans team is awesome. They're just not in the same category as your Utah Jazz the best team in the NBA, Dave. This misfit cast of discarded toys. No, it's uh, this game was incredibly entertaining. It really was because, like, I mean, I'm tuning in for Zion, like a casual. I'm, I just want to see. I want to see Zion. I want to see the guy do the the big jumps. And he, the, the play he got hurt on was strange too, where it looked almost like a flagrant foul because of of the landing. But it was just Jordan Clarkson getting back on D and blocking Zion's dunk cleanly. It's just an unlucky play for Zion, but... Well, and that that makes me want to talk about the Utah Jazz and just sort of the identity of this team because we've, we've made fun of them all summer. We anticipated the tank. And look, this is not... This team on paper is not what you would consider a winning basketball team. This is not a good team. They're likely not going to have a winning record this year. I mean, unless well, so things are I'll very weird. Hang I'll push on. back on you. Well, no, wait. Listen, listen. Well, what I'm going to say is the way they are being coached yeah. Okay. These guys are flying around on defense and on offense. They're they're actually moving, right? There was no stagnation until late in this game. They just couldn't get anything going. But I thought early on when they built that lead, it was just good offensive principles. So they have solid NBA players, as you mentioned, right? These are this these are all guys who should be on NBA teams. Yeah. And they're playing solid fundamentals, nothing lazy. And Lowry Markinen is playing his tail off because He's in really good shape right now. I spent all summer in the weight room, just finished Eurobasket. They're catching teams sleeping, I think, Keith, but that's not going to last very long. It's not going to last because they have those bright yellow jerseys and everyone's going to see them coming. No, the, the what I wanted to say, what I wanted to interrupt you with was like, you look at the, the, the roster and you might like put down the talent and say, like, this is not going to be a winning team, but like you're going to have to ban some of these guys, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander style, you're going to have to say Jared Vanderbilt, you don't get to play tonight. Because, like, Jared Vanderbilt is not going to not go 180%. That guy just goes. And you're going to get wins in the NBA if if your 1 through 10 are all players who deserve to be in rotations basically on any team. Like, who's, who's 3 through 10 would you rather have, the Jazz or the Lakers? I know 3-0, it can be a mirage. I know that Michael Carter-Williams is... Philadelphia 76ers, the OG hinky tankers, they started 3-0. They were still terrible. But like like you said, they're crisp. They get into their stuff fast. And they have a lot of guys who are hungry. Like you're gonna tell Malik Beasley to like just to be casual. No, these guys these guys one, they love the game. Two, they want to take care of their families. They want to keep getting more contracts. And so like 
you can't tell these guys not to work. And so, like, I, I do think, like, Will Hardy's got got, him, got something going on a little bit here. Yeah, they're probably not going to have a winning record. They're probably not going to be above 500. But, like, I, I, I don't see a, a bottom seven or eight team based on these first three games. They don't have any bad losses. They beat the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and the Pelicans. They get to start playing tanking teams eventually. All right, Keith, it's time for our Stars of the weekend and i'm gonna go first okay and now this doesn't necessarily mean star for good reasons okay uh oh. I'm go, just just the the spotlight is on this person okay or yeah. team or thing okay let's just clear I like that this up. update yeah. to the stars of the week there we go right. star the star is shining yeah who's bright. your star of the week <laughs> well weekend excuse me it's caleb martin for delivering a uh oh. we're gonna say it uh not quite textbook Spinebuster on Christian Coloco, uh, who didn't really seem to know what was happening. I mean, Christian Coloco's on the ground in, in the Heat's game uh, against Toronto, uh, which the Heat won 112 109. Coloco was a Coloco's big win for the, the Heat. Ground. The Heat needed yeah. to win a game. Big win over a good team. Yeah. That's right. Coloco's on the ground and he's, he's trying to stand up, but Caleb Martin is sort of flexing over him. And when Coloco stands up, you know, obviously they get entangled and Caleb Martin just sort of drives him into. Goldberg where the crowd spears would him. be, Keith. Where the crowd yeah, would have been. <laughs> my, my favorite part of this, a couple things. One was the surprising nature of, like, what's Caleb Martin doing? Like, all of a sudden, it felt very out of the blue. Yeah, I'm not going to say it was Draymond Punch level, but it was like, I didn't know this was coming. And like you said, I don't think Christian Coloco did either. Uh, but they end up in the front rows uh, in Miami. Luckily, as the announcers were like, good thing no one's sitting in those good seats. It's like, all right, I am, I am glad there were no fans uh, sitting in their seats at the Miami game because they, they, this is like, this was the, back in the day. This is like the fear. This was the old fear of David Stern, like having these tussles, a little fracas spill onto the, the fans. Um, I think most, most players weren't, it was a weird one because like most players weren't running in to, to fight. I think everyone else was also confused because it, yeah. it was it was zero to sixty in a blink. It was just a snap. Like what happened? Um, yeah, we got we got a little WrestleMania breakout. Yeah. Uh, so Caleb Martin's been suspended for a game. Uh, Nikola Jovic has also been suspended for a game for leaving the bench. And Christian Coloco. And if this feels unfair, he was fined fifteen thousand dollars. Keith, I, I just what are you supposed to do? I don't know what he's supposed to do there. It feels a little unfair. I okay, don't know. Keith. Who yeah. is your star of the weekend? Now that you know the updated All right, terms now that and I got conditions. The print, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an honorable mention, and then pick my real one. My honorable mention is Dennis Smith Jr. Much like Justice Winslow, I didn't expect to be thinking about Dennis Smith Jr. at the beginning of this year. He's played well for the Hornets. The Hornets who find themselves two and one. I mean, Gordon Hayward's playing great, but then on Sunday, playing a double All Star backcourt of the Atlanta Hawks, Dennis Smith Jr. Stepping in for an injured Terry Rozier, an injured LaMelo Ball, has an awesome game, and the Hornets take care of business, I would say comfortably, Dave. They comfortably go into Atlanta and defeat the Atlanta Hawks behind Dennis Smith Jr. So that, that's my honorable mention. I don't know. Well, hold yeah. on. Now, hang on. I mean, uh, yeah. look, when you're playing with Nick Richards, I mean, it, it's easy. Dude, Nick Richards had a big game, too. There's these guys that I'm like, I didn't, I'll be real. I didn't really know what that guy looked exactly like. And Nick Richards was one. I know he's, I, I knew it was an NBA name, but like he's, he, man, he's playing well too. Got a great like second jump if you want they a They drafted Mark report. Williams in, in the lottery. They're like, you know what? We don't want Jalen Duran. Let's trade, let's trade down for Mark Williams. You know what, Mark Williams? We're cool. We already have a Nick Richards. 
So yeah, now the Hornets are fun. Now let me do my real star. My real star, Dave. Um, this offseason, I decided to pick just like an extra, an extra team to follow. Okay, you know, like a, a league pass darling for me, a little something extra on the side. Um, I've given up on them after after two and a half games. They traded for one of my favorite players. I'm talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Shout out to Anthony Mountain. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are 0 and 3, and I cannot watch them. They are not a joy to watch. Okay, they are not pleasant. I also didn't know. I should have known. This is my fault. Looking back, I realize it was my ignorance. I didn't realize when you traded for like fun guys to add to your fun guys, then you couldn't play all your fun guys at the same time. I I didn't, I didn't realize it was an either or. I thought, oh, it'd be great, man. Let's roll Maxi out there and put like Tybal and Melton just to do like nothing, and then you could have like Embiid or like even eat up some some minutes like playing fast with Harold. No, 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 no. They don't want to eat up anything. They want to dribble the basketball as many times as possible, preferably while not running. They want to just dribble the basketball. They got a turnover in their last game, and they had numbers. And like Harden's like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm just going to dribble for 18 seconds. And then he threw himself into a guy. The ref's like, you know what? I'm not calling it a foul this time. And I'm like, I can't watch it. I thought this team was going to be very good in the regular season. And they could. They could turn it around. They could still win like 55 games maybe. But this is not what I dreamed of. This is not like, oh, they got P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. That'll be great. Joel Embiid doesn't have to do everything. It's just like, why is everyone walking all the time? Why does this team not get assists? Why is a team with Maxi and Melton so boring? I'm out. So they're my they're my dark star. They're my star of the weekend, Dave. They're my least favorite team to watch because of the free throws. It, it's so, so boring. I, I, I never watch them live. I watch them on Synergy. Right. Or, yeah, yeah. or on the condensed recap. Give me that con- yeah, give me that condensed view. Yeah. The game's take too long. The dribbles yeah, out. You know, we're gonna find out that they're making a lot of money on advertisements, and that's why everything's so slow. Yeah. Okay. So all the screen time for the advertisers on the little billboards, the digital billboards next to the court. That's why James Harden secretly he's getting kickbacks from those. Maybe that's the the, the real. Story maybe he's here, paid. Keith. Maybe that's the thing. He took a pay cut to um, circumvent the salary cap. That's and bring it. Tucker. I've, I, I don't have any. Well, they had an ownership change. That was just and, a, and now that was he a can, joke. It was know, an unsourced can... joke I made. No, maybe his, his incentive, his incentives he has is per his dribbles per game. His that's unlikely loud. incentive was a. Uh, what if you dribble 500 times every basketball game? Didn't he set a record? I, see, I can't keep track of dribbles. I know what feels like a lot, but when I actually hear the actual number, I'm like, I don't, I have no context. When I was a kid, I didn't click basketball cards. That on the back, they told me how many dribbles a player had per game. So I don't know, I don't know any context. Clay Thompson scored 61 points and dribbled six times. Is that a lot? I don't know. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Keith, get out of here. Ding, ding. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, 
an official partner of The Athletic.